On a scale of 1 to 10, how comfortable are you with money? So if one is, I don't want to even talk about money, I'm scared to open my bank account in the internet and, and even the mention of, of, of income and, and taxes and whatever makes my skin itchy. And 10 being, oh, I'm cool with that. I feel comfortable with what I have. I know how to make more. I'm cool with what, what, whatever I do. Money is just a tool. I, I, I'm good with that. So where, where do you find yourself? And, and more than that, where do you want to be? And you may be asking yourself why I'm talking about money, because this is a parenting podcast. So one of our jobs as parents is to educate our kids about money and about work and about generating money and about spending money or saving money. How do we do that? And why money tends to be such a, an emotional issue for, for most of us? And if it's such an emotional issue, how can we help our children be free from this emotional baggage? So, this is what we're going to have in our episode today. Let's cue the intro and talk about some cash. Welcome to the Apparently Parent Podcast. My name is Iran Katz, and I'm a clinical psychologist, a parenting counselor, and also a father. In this show, we combine the art of parenting with the science of psychology. So if you want to understand your children and yourself better, lead your family into calmer waters and reach the end of the day with a smile on your face, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Iran Katz. All right, all right. Thank you for being here on the 24th episode of the Apparently Parent podcast. I'm so happy that you are here and you're so awesome for taking the time and trying to make your parenting better for your sake, for your children's sake, for the world, whatever it means for you. This is great. In today's episode, as you know, we're going to talk about money. And more specifically, how can we help our children feel better around money and know their way around money? finances, which is kind of a complex issue. And, you know, did you know that 53% of U.S. adults currently are now at a risk of running out of money during their retirement, or that more than one in three adults in the U.S. have less than $1,000 in their savings account? And I bet that you wouldn't want your child to be in those part of the statistics. So what are you doing about that? What am I doing about it? These are, these are things that we should think about. However, they are complex and we tend not to want to think about them because, again, they stir up some negative emotions or negative beliefs sometimes. And even if they don't, finances seem like such a complex issue with interest rates and, and compounding and, and saving accounts and many terms that I don't even know how to repeat. So in today's episode, I'm, going, I'm talking with a special guest who's been around in, in marketing and other areas of lives. And now he wants to share with us a, a new program that he developed, and which is all about teaching children how to be more financially smart, which actually means learn how to understand money and understand finances without having it as a boring topic in, at school. Learn how to earn money, learn how to save money, learn how to plan and, and have fun with that. So, without further ado, let's roll that tape. 
Okay, my guest today is a speaker on topics such as business growth and marketing. He's the co-author of the best-selling book, I Need Money. I love that title, by the way. And now he leads the program Financial Freedom, which we're going to talk about. And its goal is to teach 7 to 17-year-olds to become financially smart. And according to his Facebook profile, he was, and I quote, born at a very young age. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Chris Farrell to the show. Oh, uh- yeah. Aran, very nice to be here with you. Thank you very much for inviting me. And hi to all your listeners of the uh, apparently parent podcast. It's great to be here. Thank you. And you're in California right now. Sunny Los Angeles, where it's a scorching 95 <laughs> degrees here today. So it's ridiculously wow. yeah. hot. Yes, crazy. Is it uh, ridiculously humid as well? Because uh, here in Israel, this is what we're used to, hot and yeah, humid. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? It's not that humid, actually. So that's kind of, kind of a good thing, but it is like yeah, scorching yeah. <laughs> hot, like hotter than the sun. Yeah. If you ever get to Tel Aviv, Israel in August, you'll know what, what it's like to live in a soup. Oh my, it sounds like Vegas in August, which is like 120, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Just without the strip. <laughs> <laughs> so how is, how is it going eh, over there with everything's going on? Uh, do you mean the lockdown and everything? Yeah. yeah. Well, at, at the time of us talking right now, uh, things are actually kind of, people are saying, is it phase two or is it a continuation of phase one? But everything's kind of locking back down here in California. So the general consensus is people feel that we may be open too early. And, uh, you know, whereas there's some countries in the world where things are kind of getting back to it's some sort of normality here. It's like hairdressers are closing again. Restaurants are closing mm-hmm. again. Cinemas, they never really open. So it's actually, we're kind of going back into another lockdown. So, um, Yeah, uh, who, who knows how long this will go on for, but things are certainly challenging, let's say, for many people out here right now. Gosh, yeah. Who, who would have thought even, you know, a few months ago when it was Christmas, it doesn't seem that long ago, who would have thought we'd even be talking about pandemics and lockdowns? Shows how, you know, how brief this time on our planet is and how we have to kind of make every day count. Yeah, and actually I just thought about it. It's kind of a good segue into the topic uh, we gathered to talk about, which is uh, a financial education, right? And, you know, a couple of months ago, nobody thought that this is how our lives are going to be. And, and yeah. it had huge effects on, on the economy and, and, and personal finance that some of which we don't even know yet. Right. Oh, absolutely. We, we, we don't know. You know, we nobody really knows how this is, is going to play out. We kind of keep seeing green shoots of recovery for the economy, which, of course, is what everybody wants. But certainly many industries have been battered. And again, is there going to be a second wave? Who knows? But really, I think anything, any change in life kind of comes down, well, it starts with education as far as I'm concerned. And that's really what we do at Financial. We want to educate children and teens how to become financially smart and financially literate. And it's one of these things that can sound on the surface, you know, let's be honest about it, a little bit boring talking about, you know, learning about money and finance and stuff. So that's really why we call ourselves Financial, because, you know, we want to put the fun in. Into finance it is something that is fun when it can be taught in an entertaining manner so our headline really is that we like to simplify learning about finance learning about money making money investing saving growing giving back helping others and we make it fun as well so that's that's our that's our objective okay and that, that's a really good way to put it and maybe you can uh, in a bit share with us where where the fun is but Um, what the, first maybe you can tell us what does it mean to be financially smart according to you know how you see it well 
let me back up a little bit because our kind of goal, if you like, with financial is um, is really to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives. And um, that sounds quite a grand sweeping statement, I know. Um, yeah. But what we do is we like to start by teaching children and teens how to get a grip on their finances because a funny thing happens and you know we're all still learning of course we are you know we never really stop learning in life do we so we're all still learning but when you feel and if any of your listeners right now have had this feeling for themselves you'll know what i'm talking about if you feel you're beginning to get a grip on your finances and maybe you've learned something that a week ago you didn't understand many things happen firstly you have this slight increase in self-esteem and you get a slight increase in self-confidence that you're beginning to learn something. And that confidence, that self-esteem, if you project that into children and teens, you, you cannot almost put into words what a, a powerful skill that is for children and teens to take on board yeah. because it's not taught in schools. And what happens is I, we've discovered is if somebody begins, for example, to feel like they're, they're beginning to learn a little bit about finance, that often will then affect their health because they're just getting a little bit more confident and then if they begin to look after their health they're probably going to look after their relationships a bit more so that's when i say our whole goal is to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives that's really our bigger objective but it starts with something that's tangible because money is Mm -hmm. tangible you can see the dollars the euros the pound signs in your bank account if you're implementing steps and again when you begin to see some sort of progress that feeling of confidence just kind of oozes through children and teens, and it spills out into other areas of their life. So that, that's kind of our, our bigger mission, to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives, but starting with getting a grip on becoming financially smart. So it's like the the stone that is being dropped in the water, and uh, you have all the ripple effects after that. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you talked about uh, how, how finance and money can be really tangible and in you know, money today, as I see it, is m- m- a lot less tangible than it was when, uh, I don't know how old you are, but when you and I were kids, because you, you, banks were all, always there and, and, and checks and, and, and credit cards, but you, you could really see and feel money. And today, uh, more than ever, it's it's in, in num- digital numbers in your account, and it's a lot more virtual. How can you still make it more tangible in, in, in the education of uh, of you know, how to handle money because in a click of a button, you purchase something that can sure. be really expensive. You don't have to go and take it out of the bank from the teller, etc. So how can you cope with and that? That's, and that's where things are going. I mean, cryptocurrency, for an example, yeah. you know, everything eventually, it kind of makes sense. It's one of the only um, industries, if you like, that has not been digitalized. I know we're still in the embryonic, you know, we're still on the starting mm-hmm. blocks when it comes to cryptocurrency. Everybody said a Bitcoin and maybe Ethereum, but they're just two of you know, 4,000 plus altcoins or crypto coins or call them what, what you want. But to answer your question, it's, it's a great question you asked because that's exactly one of the, the few things that we, we really want to take somebody by the hand and go through at Financial. Because in Financial, what we do is every, every month we release a new module. We call it a LEAP, actually, and L, it stands for L-E-A-P. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's four sections every month that go live. And the reason I'm saying this is because the first section, the L of LEAP, stands for learn. And every month, therefore, in the learn section, we teach something about money. Um, our idea being that children and teens will come away thinking, huh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So one month, for example, we might teach about digital uh, money and cryptocurrencies. Another month, it might be how the banking system works. Another month, it might be how 
credit cards work and interest rates work at work. Another thing month might be what a savings account is and a and a checking account. A lot of things that even adults don't really understand. And I don't know if it was the same for you, but I was never taught this sort of stuff at school. We all never. hear, of course, you know, interest rates. We all know, you know, the words, but you know, how do we actually understand that? So, to answer your question, we one of our main uh, if you like, emphasis in financial is, and we've already talked about this already in this podcast, is is on education. All change starts with education. It's the old cliche, if we do what we've always done, we're going to get what we've always got. It's true. If we want to do something different, so in this example, if we want to take a control of our finances, and if we want to be in a different situation to maybe our, our parents have been and generations, then we need to do something different. So therefore, we educate inside the members area at financial something about finance every month so children and teens can come away thinking huh that's interesting something like compounding for example that's a perfect example compounding we can talk more about this later if you want is one of those words that sounds just a bit boring let's be honest about it, it sounds a bit dull yeah. but uh, albert einstein described it as the eighth wonder of the world warren buffett mm-hmm. in his uh, book his autobiography the snowball says the one thing the one thing the question he gets asked more than anything is from people like what's your number one tip to building wealth and his number one answer all the time is i learned to understand the power of compounding so we encourage yeah, actually when you do understand what compounding means and how strong it can be it's kind of exciting right well, compounding is incredibly exciting. If you just, if you put uh, for 10 years uh, a small amount, a couple of thousand dollars a month, let's say, which is still a sub- substantial amount of money, and we teach mm-hmm. how to actually, how that can be generated, we can come on that if you like. But if you put that into a vehicle, an investment vehicle that pays compounding interest, and again, already I know that can sound quite dull, so we explain exactly what that means and we make it fun, that just within 10 years, Okay, probably not at 2000 a month, but certainly if you had, let's say, 6000 a month. Now, I know that's quite a lot of money, but if you had 6000 a month for 10 years in a compounding interest, you, you would make a million within 10 years. If you could put 2000 a month away in a compounding interest account, you'd make a million within 22 years. Now, mm-hmm. that may sound a long time, but if a child or a teen started at 10 or 11, by the time they're 30, to be worth a million just through harnessing the power of compounding and putting a relatively small amount away every month, which we teach how they can make as well. So really what we're doing here, um, Iran, is just wanting to expand children's minds as to what is possible. If you like, we want to light the entrepreneurial fire that's underneath them. Because a lot of children and teens understand that they can achieve greatness and this is something that is possible but they don't really have a roadmap they don't really have a step-by-step kind of path of how to achieve it so that's really what we're trying to do so how can you how do you put the fun in in financial how do you make it a fun and exciting for children and you 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 say that it's it's geared towards you know seven to 17 year olds and and seven and 17 are quite different in the way they they see and enjoy stuff I love your questions. You're absolutely right. And we did a lot of market research to make sure that we convey the information in a way that is going to um, impact with them. So to answer your question, we essentially have two, if you like, tiers of content. Uh, Although we aim at seven to 17 year olds inside financial freedom, it's broken down into seven to 13 year olds and 14 to 17 year olds. Because as you said, how you communicate with a 17 year old, obviously totally different to a seven year old. 
So to answer your question, the content for the for the younger demographic is all animated. Uh, I was very conscious, as were our team, that you know if I was in front of a camera, let's say, I mean I'm in my mid forties, I don't feel old, but I know I'd be perceived as an old guy, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I'm very conscious of that. So I don't want to, regardless of how you know the content may be impactful and helpful, we live in a world where a book is judged by its cover whether you like it or not mm -hmm. it's true and we live in a in an age of instagram and of tiktok where children and teens are consuming short snappy sharp you know bite-sized videos and stuff so we need to deliver content in that manner we can't have six seven minute long minute long videos particularly with a guy standing in front of a screen so we have two minute videos lots of them that are short and snappy and fun and they're animated and they're they're conveying information that we want to share and characters that they all recognize from pop culture appear in some of them like the rock appears in some of them and uh kyle kylie jenner and uh deadpool and richard branson and warren buffett even they appear just to share strategies and tips and tactics that they've learned in their life so that's one of the ways that we make it fun and for the children and the tea uh, sorry for the teens uh, the style of content is completely different. It's not animated because a 17-year-old looking at an animated might think it's a little bit childish. So we have um, we have a couple of great YouTubers who deliver the content uh, in, a, in a fun studio. They're only, I think they're 18. Uh, actually, the girl's 21. So, you know, they're young themselves. So it's, it's fun. It's just kind of um, contemporary. So that's how we keep the energy nice and high. The videos are short and sharp and snappy. And uh, I'm really big on, uh, on brevity. I can't stand, I don't know if you're the same, you know, if you listen to a webinar and somebody says, let me quickly tell you about myself. It's like, nobody cares, just get to the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I kind of want to get straight to the point and share as much information in the shortest time as possible. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's how we bring out the fun. So this is geared mainly towards the children, not the parents. Great question. Or, or is it some, there are some joint activities? So for myself, I have a seven years old uh, boy. It's yes. going to be seven. It's actually going to be seven when this episode is uh, published. So um, this is my birthday gift for him. Well, what, one of what's them. What's his name? <laughs> Itamar. Itamar. And yeah, is there something that we can do together to learn about being more financially smart and, you know, um, help him grow financially smarter than, than his dad, for example? <laughs> um, well, to answer your first question, the content primarily is for children and teens. But we market it, for want of a better word, I never really like that word, but we market it to parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, because obviously, you know, we are the ones with children. And so most of the content in the members area is specifically for a child or teen to consume. However, every month we do have um, a video that purely is for the parents. So the parents can watch it. And they, in that video, we explain exactly what we're going to be going through in that month's content every month a new leap unlocks because this leap that i've mentioned earlier this really is kind of the, the core the fun way that we that we teach the content it's there's four sections l-e-a-p the l stands for learn as i've just briefly mentioned so every month we teach something about finance in a fun way then we jump into the e which is earn in, in the earn section, our thinking being once we've taught something in learn, then we pivot over to earn and we, we share how a child or teen genuinely can make some money from home with a home-based business. Often, many parents, this is kind of eye-popping, 
But particularly now we're living in the world of, of apps, of course, and, and e-commerce. There's many mm-hmm. teams around the world that have got a little side hustle, whether it's selling something on Fiverr, whether it's creating e-books, whether it's using Depop to sell clothes that they no longer want, or maybe whether it's even doing something offline, like having a, a yard sale or a garage sale or something. But really, like I also mentioned earlier, we want to encourage children and teens to to start to think entrepreneurially because one of the the core strategies that we teach inside the members area is all about how having a job in life well let me back up we essentially teach that you can't earn your way to wealth a lot of um adults think that the way to wealth is just to earn more money well just work as hard as you can exactly just earn as much as i can and maybe get a 10 grand pay rise this year it's you're you're never going to earn your way to wealth and it's quite a shocking thing to say now of course like anything in life there's always exceptions to any rule of course there are and there will always be a few people that do get to the very top of their corporation and maybe do earn their way to wealth but for most of us having a job of course is great but we encourage children and teens to think beyond that and have a side hustle and eventually rather than having rather than you working for somebody else have a business where people work for you so all mm-hmm. this is taught kind of in the in the the earn section um in in the members area so um that's just two of the four sections so what does a and p stand for oh, i'm glad you asked so um so then the a in leap stands for accelerate and in the a section accelerate is really about growing and scaling your money sort of ish what you know accelerate means and really that's that's about saving and investing because another thing that we teach and we want to we're really big on on habits and getting into to good routines one thing that we teach is that anybody that has achieved financial wealth has become a good saver and we talk about mm-hmm. the importance of saving in fact in the very first month we share a very simple saving system in fact i'd love to share it with you right now if i may yeah which if i'd implemented at a young age would have made all the difference to me and most adults don't have anything like this most adults are living paycheck to paycheck uh, 14% of america are technically in poverty 14% uh, and it's increasing as well because most people do not have a simple saving system so we teach at a very young age how important it is to become a master of money not a slave and the way to do that like most things in life is to keep things simple and so we teach that Every time from now on you get a dollar or you get a euro or you get a pound or whatever you know currency you're in mm-hmm. we want you to start thinking of breaking that into four sections firstly you're going to break it into uh well firstly 50% so let's let's use dollars so 50 cents straight away is yours to spend to do whatever you whatever you want with but we want you to start to think about every time you get a dollar you've actually got 50% of it to live on and to spend to go and buy a tub of hair gel or a burrito or go to the cinema with your mates or go shopping at the mall or go skateboarding or computer games whatever you want but start to think that actually you haven't got a dollar you've got 50 cents if you start okay. to think like that we're starting to think in a saver's mindset which is what accelerate is all about then we say okay that's great spend it what you want have fun then we want you to start thinking about 20% of that so 20 cents of that we want you to save it We want you to physically think about okay that is going in my savings account my savings jar whatever you want to call it and I'm saving for something it might be for a bike it might be for a christmas present it might be to help my parents pay for a school trip uh, one thing we encourage is within two years is to have enough money to pay for a family holiday which is so wow. as we talked about earlier so empowering 
for a child or teen to have paid for their family to go on holiday. That's a perfect example of something you will never forget as a child, that feeling that you provided for your family. I mean, it, it doesn't just affect your family. Eventually, that ripples out. It affects your community. There's no ceiling to where that can take somebody mentally when they start to think like that. So 20% mm -hmm. of everything you make goes into this save jar. You're saving for something. 20% of it also goes into the invest jar. Now, eventually, the invest jar is going to be worth more than all the others put together because the invest is where we talk about, okay, we now need to start investing your money in something like compounding, as we talked about earlier. Maybe a fraction of that 20% is a little bit more volatile in cryptocurrency, let's say. I mean, I think cryptocurrency in 10 years is going to be fantastic, but it's still very, very volatile now. But yeah. 20% of everything we make, let's have a bit of fun with some of it and, you know, get a Coinbase account and buy some Ethereum or some Tron or whatever. So 20% of it goes to invest and then 10% of everything you make goes into the give jar. We really want to encourage to start thinking about giving back to others. And we're not just saying it because it sounds nice, pretty words, tithing, call it, call it what you want. We want to stop people living in a scarcity mindset which incidentally most people live in 95 percent of people are in scarcity or debt financially right now 95 percent of people when they go to a restaurant first thing they look at is the price of the food they read the menu from the right to the left they work backwards mm -hmm. 95 percent of people when they go on holiday or want to go on holiday first thing they look at is the price so we want to start to encourage children and teens we understand that of course but the only reason most people are in that situation is they have not educated themselves so we want to encourage children and teens to start thinking in an abundant mindset, not in the scarcity mindset. And that starts by giving away 10% of something that impacts you, something that you really are passionate about. Maybe it's, it's animal welfare. Maybe it's homelessness. Maybe it's some medical thing. It doesn't really matter. So, so really, just to kind of wrap this conversation up, we, this is all in Accelerate. We encourage that out of every dollar that you get 50 percent you spend on what you want that's great 20 percent you invest 20 percent you save 10 percent you give if you do that you will never have financial challenges for the rest of your life if if nothing more than just that 20 percent investing if that's invested over time particularly compounding you do that for 10 years you're going to be in a completely different completely different situation that's that's amazing Thank you, thank you. And the, the P in LEAP stands for play. And mm -hmm. um, I enjoy all these sections, but the play is all about, we, we kind of dig down a little bit more in, into giving back. And to also, we, play is really more about things like um, goal setting, be, getting good with habits, having a, a daily log, having uh, rituals, having goals and count and breaking down how long it is. Let's say, I don't know, Let's talk about Depop. Depop is a very popular app that some parents, if you have uh, kids, may be aware of. It's blowing up right now. Essentially, Depop allows you to sell clothes and jewelry and shoes and stuff that you've grown out of at home. So rather than throwing it away, take a picture. And uh, so many teens now are on Depop. So that's one thing that we share, how you can make some extra money. If one of your goals was, let's say, to have a Depop business, to have a home-based business that you can make you know, $400 a month, just by selling stuff, selling your sister's clothes that she's grown out of, even maybe buying stuff from a local thrift store, taking pictures and putting it on Depop. In play, we talk about, okay, let's, let's be realistic here. Could you have that up and running in four weeks? Yes. 
great. Let's break down the steps that are needed to have that up and running in four weeks. What do you need? You need to understand how Depot works. You need to have some inventory. You need to understand mm-hmm. that's how you're going to send stuff in the mail. How do you get paid? All that sort of stuff. So that's what we teach in play to get kind of good habits and timelines to achieve your goals. And that makes up LEAP, L-E-A-P. Okay, that's, that's so awesome. And I love how you break down the, the, the $1 into, you know, 50% spend and then the 20, 20 and 10, and especially the 10, the 10% of giving, uh, giving back, giving back to the community and, and, and really nurturing that sense of uh, being part of something that's bigger than you. Oh, Iran, because thank you. you, 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 you I, I think that in, you know, in the way our society looks right now, you sometimes don't see that happen. And, and I really believe that it's part of um, um, the education that we, we, we want to instill into our children of how to give back, not because it, it looks nice and you can uh, show it off, but because it actually gives something uh, to you when you when you give when you when you give some of of your income to to a charity that has an imp- impact that you're passionate about and 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 i, I can really see how it ties up into the concept of empowering the child oh thank you thank you well imagine you know itamar you said he's going to be seven very soon is that yeah correct so imagine you know, yeah. he was like passionate about you know animals and he, he gave a, a, a small amount from a little thing he had set up i mean okay seven might be a little bit young to set up a business i agree but certainly you can start to sow these seeds by nine you could certainly be thinking about doing something on an app or or ten but my point mm-hmm. is as you said just to echo your point how incredible is he going to feel if he knows that he's helped out these you know dogs let's say in a local uh, dog shelter that uh that, again you you can't no pun intended put a dollar price point on <laughs> yeah. that feeling that that's going to kind of permeate yeah. through a child or two now that's going to affect them for the rest of their life that's going to make them have more empathy for other people and you don't know the impact you don't know to answer to quote what you said earlier you don't know the ripple effect you don't know where that could go i love that i love the, the way the way you you take that it's not about one of the questions that i wrote for myself when i was preparing for this uh this interview is um is this is financial going to make my child rich one day <laughs> and i think it, it it's a valid question that many may, maybe parents uh, will, will look over it may have but i i, I see now that it's not it, this is not the point no it's not it's not the point in fact it's funny we we consciously try and never even use the word rich because it can mm-hmm. have connotations of um of scammy and spammy and stuff like that. In fact, it's funny you mentioned our book. We actually, we've actually changed the title because, uh, and I appreciate your kind comment about it, but um, we, we, we've actually rebranded it and we, it's the same content, but it's called uh, Rethink Money for Children and Teens mm. for, this, for this very reason. So, you know, is financial going to make your ch- children rich? Well, here's the thing. I mean, short answer is yes. If a child, I mean, the, the wonderful thing, about a, a child or a teen is obviously you've got time on your side you know you, they don't appreciate that it takes a good parent which of course is you know one of the many excellent things that the apparently parent podcast does so well to convey that to a child or teen that they're obviously not conscious of that luxury they have of time and you know as adults we realize gosh if i'd just done this if i put a hundred dollars away two hundred dollars away every month in a compounding interest for the last 20 years uh, which I could have easily done, I would have been in a completely different situation now. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's really... So 
uh, to answer your question, are we are they going to be rich? Well, if somebody from age of eleven to seventeen, even twenty, you know, in mid twenties, even a bit older, if you did set up a very simple vehicle where you did take twenty percent every month and it gets automatically deducted at your bank. If you get if you get a job and you've got money coming to your bank, or if it's you know your birthday or Christmas, you get money from a relative. If you automatically take away twenty percent of it from everything you get, everything, and put it into this investment thing, that could be a simple compounding, maybe an index fund, which again sounds a bit boring, but we explain what that is. Then yes, they could certainly be financially in a completely different situation by the time they're thirty. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, would be the short answer. They can be financially. Uh, smart and successful if they follow what we do yeah i i think that you know when when i speak to parents and i think about myself sometimes as well i find it, it it's kind of hard for parents to talk about money with uh, their children and this maybe this is why we don't have a really solid and and good uh, financial education not in the school systems and also not at homes and i just wonder what are your thoughts about that why is it so hard for parents to To, to teach about money and to talk about money with their children I think there's many there's many reasons firstly obviously upbringing affects affects all of us um, most of us I feel have been brought up from a generation where money I certainly have when money was always um, scarce so there's always been that kind of that scarcity through conversations just seeps into us as as children and to add to that is these right now here in 2020 most parents, Do not feel that they are in a financial situation themselves to be able to give advice to their child or team so it's kind of like where do I go I know that I know that something needs to be done I know that teaching about financial literacy is a smart thing for my child or teen but I don't feel that I've mastered this myself I'm still struggling I can't say that to my child or teen so where do I turn so that's really I think the, the big challenge the first thing step in any change is, is really self-awareness is awareness of this situation and then it's to think well it, it doesn't have to be this way this is it's like to use the analogy of learning a new skill let's let's really break this down making money for what let's just call it what it is 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 a skill essentially mm-hmm. but here's the thing with a skill anything i think it was brian tracy said something about skills he said all skills are learnable I remember hearing that um, as a man in my 20s and remember thinking that's brilliant it doesn't matter if we want to learn to code or play basketball or play a musical instrument all of those are skills and we're, we're smart enough to know that it's a skill it's learnable so it's learnable making money is exactly the same it's a skill it's learnable but for some reason most people don't think of it like that they don't think oh god they did they will spend most of their life as I say 95 of people continually you In scarcity and debt but they they don't think hang on this is just a skill that can be learned it doesn't matter how little you may have coming in you could still take 20 of that and you could even if you think I can't you could make it work if you're really focused and put that in an investment vehicle that pays compounding interest every week and then you're learning this new skill so I think the, the reason is it's a self-fulfilling prophecy parents weren't taught it at school when they were at school and they don't uh, teachers at school are not qualified to teach this because they are teaching at school and nothing wrong of course very noble profession being a teacher but most teachers are not financially independent or financially free so we're kind of caught in this this kind of cycle of well 
where do I go? And because we don't really know what to do most of the time, often what happens is nothing. And our environment is often the same. Most of our social circle are probably in a similar situation. So we kind of inadvertently have people enabling our behaviors and our limiting beliefs because most people are in that same situation but again like we said earlier if we do what we've always done we're going to get what we've always got all change starts with doing something different all change starts with doing something different and all that different thing needs to be often it's just spending a few minutes every day educating ourselves on something new picking up the guitar and playing a few chords every day sitting in front of the keyboard for 20 minutes you know looking at uh, about how to play how to do the callous aesthetics or, or studying a finance book so that's why i think most people uh, struggle because they don't think of it as a skill that can be learned yeah so there's a lot a lot to be learned here and and if you just you need i think it's a kind of about giving yourself the, per, the permission to to delve into this and and kind of try to move the limiting thoughts away because there is this is money it tends to be such a loaded subject because all of the meaning we put into it and and i think in in a program like like yours what you and uh, what in the way that you explain it to us right now and and even the fact that you put the fun in there it's kind of trying to to move the conversation away from you know money is the root of all evil kind yes. of thinking to money is a tool and let's let's see how we can use a tool not only to our own benefits but to to the benefit of of ourselves and and, and each other and and to own that that's that's awesome to to you learn a that few fascinating things there i mean money is the root of all evil for a start i mean the actual saying as you know from the bible is the love of money is yeah but you, people don't tend to remember that exactly exactly people will often say well hey Money is the root of all evil to justify being in a financially uh, tight spot. Do you know what? Money is not the root of all evil. Money is the root of all freedom. Most people <laughs> that are financially successful are actually the nicest rounded people. So it's definitely not the root of all evil. And if, again, if you go to the Bible, the actual saying is the love of money. Now, if you're just obsessed with it and you know, you're kind of hoarding it, that's completely different. Because I'm reading a great book at the moment by, um, oh, gosh, right? Where is it? It's in my office here. It's called The Secret Billionaire about the guy, Chuck Feeney, that's his name. Mm -hmm. The guy that's one of the most wealthiest men in America. And his he, he was inspired by Andrew Carnegie, who set up the steel industry in America in the 1920s. And Andrew Carnegie's mission in life, as indeed is Chuck Feeney's, is he said, I spent the first half of my life amassing great wealth and the second half of it giving it all away. My point yeah. being that money is not the root of all evil. It's the root of all freedom. But as you also said, money is very emotional. And, um, you know, it, it can cause a lot of fear. But the way to conquer any fear is through knowledge. Look at anything that anybody is scared of, whether it's public speaking or, uh, or the dark or spiders. All fear is is a lack of knowledge about something. When a kid's scared of the dark at night, you know, they're scared because it's dark. You turn on the light, they're okay. So we just need to illuminate our fear of money through immersing ourselves in educating ourselves. And if we do that in a fun way, then we can't really lose. <laughs> I totally agree. And uh, as a psychologist, I, I see how the first uh, step of helping someone conquer their fears is, is kind of educating them and them educating themselves about that thing that scares them the most. Uh, so and, you know, uh, and then you see it's not that horrible, usually. And it's funny because education also has got a bit of a negative connotation because most of the <laughs> 
education, do you think a school, and gen- I'm generalising a course here, I understand that, but, you know, generally it's kind of thought upon, oh, a bit boring. Again, I'm generalising. But didn't Mark Twain say, you know, I never let schooling get in the way of my education? So <laughs> yeah. education can be fun if it's done fun. So we shouldn't let that thought about, oh, education being boring because we link education to school so therefore if we think we've got to learn something because we maybe didn't love school therefore learning something's going to be boring it's like no we need to again sort of change how we think about things and and uh, you are probably much more um qualified than i am to kind of talk about the the psychological way to change people to think about things but that is essentially what we are trying to do yeah let me run a little situation uh, by you. I think this is something many parents um, can um, can relate to. And, you know, uh, children, uh, they want stuff, okay? And, you know, adults want stuff as well. But children, they ask stuff of us, the parents. And as they, well, when they're little, they, they want some stuff that usually are not expensive and, you know, that's fine. But as they grow up, sometimes they, they're... It's not about their needs, more about like what they want. So what they fantasize about and the, the tangible stuff that they want to get, they tend to get more expensive. So for example, if like if my boy wanted a game that was around, I don't know, 20 bucks a couple of years ago, now uh, gearing towards his seventh, seventh birthday, he really wants a Nintendo Switch, which I don't know, it's about, I think, 400, 500 bucks. And it, I, I, I'm sure that he doesn't grasp the difference between 20 bucks and, 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 and $400. So, and what I, what I, I want to say, I, I don't, how can we parents, how can we help children understand what does expensive means? And also, again, without entering this place of uh, a mindset of uh, scarcity, uh, you know, money doesn't go on, go, yeah. grow on trees kind of uh, saying. Well, I would say two things to that. Um, firstly, funnily enough, we do talk about this in, in financial as well, is getting really clear on what the difference is uh, for a child or teen between a need and a want. That alone mm-hmm. can be quite a revelation, really explaining explaining the difference because we really want to be only buying stuff that we that we need, obviously. Yeah. And then now and again, of course, as you know, treats or how we want to justify, you know, having a want. But this kind of links back rather nicely to this saving system that that we mentioned that we teach in the accelerate section in financial about really trying to qualify the the worth of something, and, and we encourage a child or teen that they they can have what they what they want if they want something but it has to be some proportion of that cost has to come from what they have been saving every month as part of their saving system because that's really going to teach the value of okay i'm seeing that i'm putting away x every month and my parents are contributing therefore to get something so my answer to your question would be sitting down with your child or teen and talking about we're going to do something really fun we're going to get four Tupperware boxes or four piggy banks, or it doesn't matter what they are, and we're going to label them. One, we're going to have a big, massive spend on it. Second one, we're going to put give. Third one, we're going to put save. The fourth one, we're going to put uh, invest. And now, any money you get, we're going to put it in here. And if, you know, if they're physically getting money and coins and notes, you can actually see each one fill, filling up. That, when, to answer your question, when something needs to be purchased, we'll say, okay, yeah, sure, let's look at how much is in your spend jar oh yeah dad it's got 20 dollars. okay and how much is this thing it's 80 dollars. okay so 
what are we going to do about that? We're kind of short. You know, I could help you out, but you've got to keep investing or we come back next month. We really do encourage, we talk a lot about um, learning about credit cards as well. And we really do emphasize that we don't really want you to buy anything, computer games included, if you can't afford it. We tell you, we would rather you get, teach yourself the habit of delaying gratification, mm-hmm. earning the money uh, through, you know, through a little side business and stuff. And we teach all that, of course, until you, until you have enough. And if that takes a few months, that takes a few months. But just that skill set to firstly delay gratification and secondly to have created something that's allowed you to generate a little bit of extra income that has therefore allowed you then to buy this thing. Again, you, you can't put a dollar price point on that. So that that is what I would say, two answers. I'd say um, get clear that your child understands the difference between a need and a want. They might say that they want everything, but you then need to explain, well, hang on, you know, there is a difference. We need food, you know, and uh, difference between a need and a want. And then secondly, talk about, well, if you can, if you can show me that you're going to make a little bit of a contribution to this thing, then maybe I can get it for you. Well, um, so maybe you can just uh, let us know where we can uh, find more about you and financial freedom. Well, it's very nicely to ask. We have a, we have a book, a free book, if anybody would like to grab a, it's a digital book as well. So you can go to get fun book just as it sounds get and it's this book called rethink money for children and teens which uh we are very proud about i know every author probably says that about their book but uh, it's written in a very um concise yet fun way um most books about finance even books that say they're for children and teens, and I've read most of them before we set up financial, most of them are not aimed at children and teens. They're aimed at parents to convey that information to children and teens. Mm-hmm. There's many, many things wrong with that. Firstly, you're relying on the parent to care enough to, to pass on the information. Secondly, it's one thing to know something, but I'm sure many of your listeners would agree it's, a, it's another thing to be able to convey that thing in an interesting manner to somebody. Yeah, How many totally. Exactly. How many talks have you been to where somebody, they may well know there's something better, but they're just boring, frankly, or they just can't convey it. And this isn't a personal slur on them. It's just how it is. So the information needs to be conveyed in an entertaining manner. And so the book is fun. Every, uh, even silly, fun little things like every uh, paragraph is one sentence. So it's like when you look at it, it's not like big blocks of text because anybody, nobody likes to look at big blocks of text and anything, everything. Oh gosh. So it's very easy on the eye. And it, it's a, it's a great introduction into saving, into investing, into earning, into learning, into giving back, into tithing, into helping others in a fun way. So if any of your listeners of the apparently parent podcast uh, would like your free copy, get funbook.com uh, is where you can go and you can download your copy for free. And it'd be a, a yeah. pleasure. Thank you. That's great. And I'll put a link uh, as well in the show notes of this episode. Oh, so, Thank you. Yeah. So you guys, you can go also to apparentlyparent.com forward slash 24 to get uh, to get that as well. I want to say congratulations on passing your, uh, I was listening to your 20th episode the other day. And I was like, wow, you, you know, it's great. You're really like motoring your head. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, I'm having a, a lot of fun with this. So yeah. yeah it's great. <laughs> And if we, we want to learn more about uh, financial freedom, where can we find more well, about that? Or maybe if uh, anyone wants to join that. 
the best place to go would actually still be the same place because um, oh, okay. the, the free book, I think on the very next page you're offered, you can go to financialfreedom.com and purchase, but I mean, fully transparent with you. I mean, you're welcome to, but it, it's more expensive at the main site. If you go to getfunbook.com, you can, you can get the book for free and then there's an opportunity mm-hmm. to come aboard for a discounted price on the next page, which would, you know, um, be financially better for anybody if you'd like to come on board which of course we'd love to have you as a member but if you just want to read the book that's equally equally fine okay that's awesome thank you for uh, thanks for mentioning that so again i'll put uh, all uh, the links uh, in the show notes uh, on apparentlyparent.com forward slash 24 although getfunbook.com is really you know something that's easy to remember as well um so any last uh, last things that you want to mention chris well, I just really appreciate you inviting me and I appreciate everyone listening. I know everybody's busy these days. So wherever you are, if you're driving around, if you're in the kitchen, if you're at the gym right now, um, I appreciate your time. And I would just echo something I said earlier. Um, learning financial skills is a skill and all skills are learnable. And I genuinely do think it's one of the, the most important skills that you can pass on to your child or teen. It does not have to be complicated. It can be broken down and it can be fun. And just, we've already seen quite a few success stories of uh, children and teens that have gone through what we're doing. And we, we, we started putting on events, although obviously they've been stopped right now. And it's interesting at our events, it's, it's always the adults that have got the limiting beliefs. I guess as we get older, we get kind of a bit more disillusioned with life. But children and teens are, are a bit more, if, you're, if you explain how a business works, particularly an online business, often they'll just go ahead and, okay, I'll go and do that. So we really want to kind of, as I mentioned earlier, fuel that entrepreneurial fire and, uh, and, and share with them, which is our mission to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives, that this is something you can do. It really is something that you can do. It's not something that you just see in your Instagram feed that other people have done. If you learn some skills first, you have a bit of discipline, set yourself some goals and incremental growth, take imperfect action. The only person you want to compare yourself with is how you were yesterday, baby steps and all that. Then over a short amount of time, you can set up a little side hustle from home that can generate you a little bit of extra income that you can take some of it and invest into a little thing online. And the, the, the human that you're going to turn into when you learn these skills is, you know, beyond amazing. So that's all I would share. That's all I would uh, end with rather. Okay, thank you so much, Chris, um, for this conversation and for creating this uh, this program. Uh, that, uh, as you said, it's it's more than just financial education. I love the empowering part, and I I can totally see how it can really change some lives. So thank you for that, Aran. Thank you very much for your time. Nice to uh, nice to meet you. Hope to hope to get to meet you in person one day. Uh, yeah, me too. All right, so that was my conversation with Chris Farrell. I really hope you enjoyed that and that you took something out of that. And I want to share with you one thing that I take from that, and that's how understanding our own beliefs about money can really help us move away from negative beliefs and, and things that keeps you stuck and, and, and empower you to feel better about your money and generating money and, and thinking about what you can do with that. And, and one thing that I really want to take from that is how they help children think about what they do with their money. And I just want to repeat that. So 
they teach the children to kind of break their income, current income or, or future income when they will be adults, to break that into four sections, if I remember correctly, so 50% of that, and they can spend to buy themselves some, something tasty or something uh, fun or whatever. And then in the, 50, the, the other 50%, they break it down to 20% of, they put 20% in a, sav- in a savings account just to save the money, you know, to buy something bigger, maybe take the whole family for dinner or even taking the whole family for vacation, which was an example from the episode and which can be quite awesome and, and really empowering for the child. And another 20% goes into investment. So if you invest wisely and, and safely, and children do have the benefit of time. And if they start saving early, they can enjoy and reap their fruits um, later. And this is the most important part, I think, for me, and the one I love the most, is the 10% of giving away. Not, not in a sense of giving up on the money, but giving back. Giving back to the community, giving back to causes that are important for them. Not for you, the parent, for them, okay? And, you know, you can, you can do something together to find those causes. And how empowering and how meaningful can this be? And how enriching this um, experience can be for your children? So this is something I want to take from this conversation. And I, 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 I'm going to try and implement it with my own children. They don't have their <laughs> income yet. But this is something I want to instill in my conversations with them about money as they grow up. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode and you can check out all the show notes in apparentlyparent.com forward slash 24. I will link up uh, Chris Farrell's uh, program for you. You can visit it from there and you can also download the free ebook that they offer. And that's that. If you enjoyed that episode, I really hope you will share it with your friends, spread the world, give back to the community and subscribe to this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts on. And I will again see you in the next episode next week, Thursday. Whoa, it's going to be 25th episode. Wow, we're getting somewhere, right? Thank you for being with me in this ride. This is so fun. Okay, bye-bye, guys. I'll see you next week.